Hello and welcome to episode number seven of Inglorious Artists. This time I'm talking to cartoonist and author Tony Kronstam, or Tony Kronstam, if you like. Tony is a prolific cartoonist here in Sweden and has created the comic strip Elvis and has been drawing for our national children's comic treasure Bamse. And uh, the past few years he has ventured into the realm of children's books with his characters Nuni and Willy. So here it is, my conversation with Tony Kronstam. I'm sipping my tea. So am I. <clears throat> All right, welcome. So last time I saw you were at your wedding. Yeah. Wasn't that nice? <laughs> yeah. Uh, without a doubt, the biggest wedding I've ever been to. <laughs> took a lot of planning, I guess. Yeah, it took some time. But we had, uh, you know, we had a lot of help. A lot of uh, great people involved making it you know, mm. the best best day. Yeah, uh, it was quite lovely. You know, anyway, I, I said, you know, before the wedding, I said, you know, it doesn't matter if, uh, you know, if the if the cake would, uh, would crumble and mm. everything would go to hell, it would still, you know, by the end of the night... Suzanne would still be my wife. Yeah, yeah. So it would be the greatest evening of, of them all. Anyway. Yeah, of so. course. No. <laughs> no. <laughs> Our background, otherwise, is that we've known each other for a long time because you used to be my teacher. Yeah. Uh, right. 15 years ago today, actually. Well, it's quite some time. Oh, it is, yeah. It yeah, makes you feel... Let me sip my Yeah, shit. I, I just turned 40. Wow. Like Congratulations. A week and a half ago. Oh, well, thanks. Are I you guess. In, uh, in a crisis now? <laughs> No, not really. I mean, it's it, there. There is no midlife crisis. It's, it's the same crisis all the way through your life. <laughs> yeah, I guess so. So that's just. Boring, anyways, if there was a midlife midlife crisis, they say that we're you know we're getting older, so it would be around fifty, right? Mm. Yeah. yeah. Considering that we probably will be around one hundred. Yeah. Yeah. Hopefully. hopefully. Yeah. I'm I'm aiming for at least one hundred and thirty. Let's see yeah, if I can make good. that happen. Good number. Yeah, I think so. All right, and um, you're one of the rare guests I have, I believe, who actually make a living doing what your creative passion is. Yeah. And uh, so you're drawing, and you're making a complete living out of it. Yeah, writing and drawing. Writing and drawing, yeah. yeah. And you've been doing that for forever, I guess. Yeah, like 5,000 years or so. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you started with cave paintings. <laughs> no, I was... Um, I was now I'm 48, and uh, I started freelancing as a, a role-playing illustrator. No, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Fantasy For role-playing games, when yeah. I was, yeah, when I was uh, 17, 18 years old, and then when I was, was 20, I started uh, drawing Bamsa, mm. the Swedish uh, comic book character, and then yeah, and we should say like Bamsa is like uh, the Swedish like Disney. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, like, something like that, absolutely. Or Winnie the Pooh style. He's a bear. <laughs> and uh, He's yeah. kind and strong. Kind and strong, yeah. Our national uh, children's comic book number one, I guess. Mm, yeah. yeah, yeah. But, you know, it's uh, uh, still, it's funny because I, I, I didn't I didn't read uh, Bamsa when I was a kid. I grew up with no, me neither. Donald, yeah. Donald Duck. Yeah, Donald me too. Duck, and mm. horror comics. Horror comics, <laughs> yeah. Okay. Donald horror comics and and uh, Marvel. You know. Oh yeah, 
Um, yeah, I, I, I um, wound up reading Donald Duck stuff and other Disney stuff because my dad was uh, it was a security guard and he worked at the the printer uh, oh, where they okay. made, printed the the Donald Duck uh, stuff. So he brought comic books home from work. Tell me that you kept them in mint condition. <laughs> uh, you think I did when I got got them when I was like four or five years old? No. <laughs> No, I mean, that's, you know, really, that's how you should use a comic book, right? It's, it's mm. there for reading. Yeah, for exactly. No, I know none of them have, have survived uh, at all. The only thing I have from that time is I, in the bookshelf over there, I got one of the Carl Bark uh, bound edition thingies. Um, uh, I think that's worth okay. something. Cool. And that's minty, <laughs> at <Yeah>. least. <laughs> minty, yeah. Min- minty condition, mintish. Carl Barks is, you know, his... Uh, his really a lifetime of work and so mm. when i've been talking to uh, talking about him with uh, with colleagues and they're uh, you know referring to something i always have to ask from what year you know oh, yeah. works what year because his style changed so yes, much his style changed because and you know the funniest thing is that i read that one of the reasons why it uh, changed was that disney were uh, they were supplying him with paper and when the quality of the paper changed, that affected his, uh, you know, his drawing because uh, he couldn't uh, erase. I think it was he couldn't erase the same way and you know work work the stuff over. Okay. So his artwork was suffering from that. It feels weird that Disney would be responsible for inferior materials, <laughs> but okay. It's all about the money. You know? <laughs> I guess there's a reason why they're so big. Too. <laughs> you know, then uh, on the other hand, you know, perhaps a lot of readers would say that that the stuff he was delivering after the change was better. You never know. Mm. That was his opinion. Mm. I've been doing stuff that I think is you know that sucks. Then sure, some somebody comes have, around, yeah. yeah, and it says, "Oh, this was the best stuff you did." Mm-hmm. Mm. Please, no. (laughs) (laughs) You're wrong. (laughs) You're wrong. Your opinion is invalid. (laughs) Mm. And uh, when you uh, were doing illustrations for uh, role-playing games, it it was for like the Swedish Dungeons & Dragons style? Yeah, Aventure spell and target games. Our version of Dungeons & Dragons is dragons and demons. Yeah. Which I actually think makes more sense. Yeah, yeah, it does. So uh, you did that for a couple of years or something? Yeah, it was my brother who convinced me to send over some drawings. To mm. And uh, they liked what they saw, so they asked me to come over, uh, move to Stockholm and uh, work as a layout guy and, and doing illustrations. And uh, so I was working there for a while and then, you know, really missed home. So I moved back. Mm. It was a great experience and I learned a lot. But, uh, uh, you know, it boiled down to you know, me missing my home and mm-hmm. my family. So went back and you know in the long run when you look back at things if i would have stayed i would never you know have uh, found you know started working for the four bumps which led to elvis which led to you know mm. and so on mm. it's like life is like a big banana you're slipping around you know right. up where you never thought you would be oh that is so true in uh, both positive and <laughs> negative ways um what did you do when you came back down here uh, you know, just a little of everything. My father had a, he had a auction, I would say. He was uh, auctioning things, you know. Like an auctioneer, he had yeah, an auctioning and, house uh, or something. So I was helping him out, and then he had a video store, 
So oh. I was working there, and then I was working at the hospital as a janitor. Do you call it janitor? Okay, yeah. yeah. And then uh, I was working at you know as a teacher assistant, and uh, and I was working on on the boat first as uh, you know sort of sailor, and then uh, mm-hmm. in the kitchen. So you know a lot of different things until I asked uh, Peter Anderson, mm. who's been writing comics for a long time. Mm. Uh, do you know of any work, you know, mm. that uh, that are, you know that could be good? And then he said, "Yeah, Bamse, uh, they're looking for uh, artists." Mm. So I, that's that's how I came to send some samples mm. to them. But that was uh, after a couple of years just doing other stuff. Yeah, yeah, because mm. I was, as I said, I think I was seventeen, eighteen years old when mm. I went to Stockholm, and I didn't work. I didn't start working for Bamsa until I was twenty. So that's you mm. know, exactly two years. Mm. So, and you, of course, you kept drawing like a, as a hobby or keeping your skills up, and during that time, maybe hard on the boat to. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I've, I've always been, you know, drawing since uh, it's. Um, when I was, uh, you know, when I was at the gymnasium, mm. or mm. uh, the I, high school uh, yeah. equivalent, yeah, yeah, it was like um, I scratched the f- first few hours of school from my, uh, you know, that, that I never went there until the eleven o'clock or something like. Me, that. me too, actually. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> I have friends who joke about that uh, during like the third year of uh, our. Uh, equivalent of high school i yeah. they were kind of fed up uh around lunch and like oh can we just skip school and go to a cafe or something and then i showed up and i was like <laughs> hey guys what are you doing oh, we're just going to a cafe oh, all right <laughs> i just <laughs> f- fucked off with them yeah but <laughs> yeah the whole day. i guess perhaps you were doing the same thing as i, w- I was because i was up well, all night uh, drawing. That's what I did. Mm-hmm. So I, I, you know, I always knew that I want I, I wanted to be a comic book artist. Uh, just want to, you know, read economics uh, to have something, you know, in the background. Mm-hmm. But then mm-hmm. I ended up, you know, drawing all night anyway, missing the education. Well, and of course you have some use for economic. No, <laughs> you don't. <laughs> well, Never. you got your own business, don't you? So, yeah. <laughs> yeah, but. I got an you know accountant for that. She's sure. She's uh, she's much much better at that than I am. So yeah, that's uh, hopefully yeah, that's her job. <laughs> no, I mean, but but I still learned a, a valuable lesson, and that that's you know, aim for what you want to do. Now, when I look back at it, it was kind of a lesson uh, how to not do what you're expected to do. Mm. To just follow your dreams, you know. Mm. I should have done that. Mm. But so yeah, uh, I I can't remember if we talked on the podcast with somebody else about this, but uh, there is probably something to not having something to fall back on because you, if you have something to fall back on, you tend to do that. If, yeah. If t- times get rough, like trying to do what you really dream of doing. Yeah. Uh, so if you don't have anything, any other choice, then well. Just got to keep going. Yeah, because, it, yeah, exactly. And it's like, yeah, you're, you think that you're building up some sort of uh, security, but you're really building up obstacles for mm-hmm. what you really mm-hmm. want to do, mm-hmm. right? Mm. So, yeah. yeah. And you're a living example of it can work. <laughs> it can work out. Yeah, it can work, yeah. <laughs> but, you know, there's many, been so many times where I wished, uh, you know, that I had just a regular job, you know. Mm-hmm. 
it's or just you know selling hot dogs or whatever where you when you felt uh, unstable uh, money hasn't been flooding in and stuff like that yeah it's um, as if you know working with what, what I do uh, drawing uh, writing and drawing comics and working with the children's books the mm. you know that I created um, it's, you get paid what you deliver and uh, it can be really stressful when you when you know oh I have to be funny. I have to write uh, six comic strips now. No, yeah, yeah. And yeah. you don't feel funny at all. Mm. So, mm. so, but well, then eventually, I, I you know, you find the, you know find uh, ways to to survive. Like you, you can you know you come to insights like uh, oh, a comic strip really doesn't have to be funny. It could be it could be you know generating whatever feeling you want it to do. Yeah, want it? Yeah, yeah. Uh, it really is a way of uh, coping with, uh, you know, the everyday life of delivering, delivering, delivering. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, like feeding the monster. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And uh, at the same time, it's it's really also a way of you know taking it to the next level because of mm. course it is like that. You don't have to be funny in a comic, you know, in a comic strip. No, I mean I, I feel like you certainly don't have to have a, a punchline in them. Oh, just uh, if they're enjoyable to to read one way or another you know yeah know. yeah oh sometimes the traveling is you know the best part mm. you know where the destination isn't that important do you think you're we're we going to get into what, what kind of stuff that is but do you think um your uh comic strips work better in a newspaper like one uh, one at a time or in the collected uh, editions uh, I definitely think that they work better in a collect, you know, mm. collected in a book. Yeah, there's a, just a different flow to it, and you know, everybody uh, I've been talking to has been saying the same thing. Mm. Oh wow, this was a new experience. Yeah, you know? they work like a, as a long form thing when you put them together. Yeah, even though I don't work a lot with the spinoffs, you know, so they're mm -hmm. each strip. Uh, almost all the comic strips are like separated, a different story. Mm -hmm. So still the same. It's it's just a nice uh, nice experience to read them, you know, together. Mm, I think I would agree. Mm. I mean, I, I just gotta say, you're fantastic at this. You know, <laughs> <I'm> sitting here <laughs> talking, trying to talk English, and you know, uh, I'm really not comfortable uh, doing interviews. You know, but you feel me. You make me feel totally at ease. So cool. And this isn't an interview. It's a, it's a talk. Yeah, yeah. Having yeah, a chat. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, totally. Yeah. But yeah, let's talk about that. I don't know if you would want to agree that it's your like uh, proudest achievement, your uh, comic strip, Elvis. Uh, it, it's at least the thing you've created yourself that you've done the most of, I guess. Yeah. Well, I'm. Th I think I'm most proud of Snip and Snop. You know. Uh, yeah, the uh, children's books. and Willie. Yeah, yeah. Uh, those uh, children's books and uh, but absolutely I'm you know it's uh, it's uh, it's been stressful to to do Elvis uh, but when you look back mm. it's still like oh that's nice it's you a know, legacy it's yeah. something because that's that's a a successful comic strip I mean we mo most people who are interested in yeah. da daily humoristic comic strips in Sweden know about it because it's in several it's been in several uh, newspapers and stuff around uh, yeah we moved have, around and uh, i guess there was like 20 um, 
collected volumes of Elvis. Yeah, twenty. Yeah, that. that's a, could be eighteen, but you know, then well, how many strips is that? Almost three thousand. Three thousand. But then uh, there was also we were doing a, a comic book magazine with Elvis, his own comic mm, yeah. book magazine, and for that we wrote. Like perhaps bit somewhere between ten or thirty pages mm. for you know every second month there was a longer comic. I guess the workload and the stress like went up a notch when you started to publish that. Yeah, and uh, and then uh, also the Sunday pages for Susanskan. So no, oh, okay, because they're bigger. Yeah, yeah. Mm. So just uh, if if. I was just to do the comic strip that would be okay but there were so many other th- other things to do around Elvis and you know really writing and drawing is you know hardly half of the work you do when you you know when you're having your own comic strip and trying to make a living out of it mm. there's so much you know around it marketing and stuff and meetings mm, yeah yeah uh, so it wasn't How much of this was your decision, and how much was like your publishers? Like, we got to do this. We got to do uh, a monthly uh, magazine. Well, I wanted to do stuff, you know, mm. until I had to do them. Uh, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I know exactly what you mean. The thought oh. of having a comic book, you know, I, 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 I can recognize myself in that. <laughs> like, this is a good idea. What the fuck have I made got myself into? Uh, yeah, I, I think. <laughs> Uh, people who uh, don't know about the comic and just heard the name uh, are curious, as as am I, actually, how you came up with that name. Because I think it's interesting. When Elvis Presley uh, became famous and back in the 50s, uh, that, that you, if you say Elvis, that's who you were talking about. And yeah, then yeah. Un- until Elvis Costello just decided to show up. And then you, if, when you're talking about Elvis, it's like, Presley or Costello? And then if you're Swedish, now it's like, Costello, Presley, or the comic book, yeah, the, the yeah, turtle. Yeah, that's pretty cool. <laughs> yeah, and I, you know, I, I wish I'd have thought of that before I gave him the name because you know somebody should have told me if you're doing a Google search on on Elvis, you're going to wind up with twenty thousand uh, Elvis Presley. So, of course, but, yeah. but but now, well, when you do it, it's uh, there's a few Elvis the comic too. That's a that's mm, nice. Elvis the comic, yeah. Mm. That's got to be a, a hard Google search as well, though, because if you write in Elvis and comic, I guess a lot of comedians who've been like on the uh, in Las Vegas at the same time as Elvis Presley could, could be. <laughs> I'm just uh, fooling myself, you know that that the browser uh, you know remembers my searches, you know, for my own comic, and it knows that you're in Sweden. Yeah, yeah, and stuff like that. You so know, yeah. Mm. yeah, but but why? But I came up with the name because. Uh, um, I was I was teaching at uh, the comic uh, the school of comics. Yeah, comic in, book uh, art school. I usually yeah. Say. yeah. And uh, so one of the students uh, called himself Elvis. It was really you know, I really loved that guy. Mm. He had a, such a yeah, who was you know a fun guy and you know uh, and uh, and the num- name stuck with me and and when it was uh, time to name Elvis. Uh, Just thought, yeah, I'll take this uh, this name from this cool guy mm. to another cool guy. Mm. Yeah. All right. Uh, and when was that? Like around the millennium uh, shift somewhere? Yeah, Elvis started uh, in Metro 2000. Yeah, I may, I've done my uh, my math. Yes, you have. <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely. M- mental calculation, because I went to comic book art school from 2002 to 2004, and you were already way into. Uh, drawing it, yeah. 
then. I actually remember, I think you were about to hit a thousand strips. Oh, okay. Then. And okay. you, I think you asked like me specifically or some, mm-hmm. if, if maybe I should just do a thousand and call it quits there. And I remember saying, yeah, you should <laughs> for some reason. Like, yeah, it sounds like a, yeah, Tony, it yeah. sucks. <laughs> you should kill it. <laughs> no, but I just had like a vision. Oh, it's, yeah, nice round number. And if you ask me, then it must mean you're kind of fed up doing it. So, yeah. And now here we are 3000, whatever later. And yeah. like, uh, no, yeah, probably I good. Was, you didn't. Yeah, no, I was, you know, Really, uh, if I, you know, you know, working professionally, the good thing about it is that you're really forced to deliver, you know, mm. to produce something. And uh, if if I didn't have that pressure on me, I would never, you know, wouldn't have done all these comic strips, mm. never in a million years. So yeah. and you were doing things parallel as well. You were drawing Bamsa a lot of t- uh, the time. You were doing Elvis as well. Right? Yeah, one of my he- most hectic uh, months, I was uh, drawing. You know, I think I, by the end of the month, I had uh, done 26 pages of uh, Bamsa mm-hmm. and, uh, you know, the daily Elvis uh, and teaching at the, this, you know, at the school. school. <laughs> That's when I, you know, graced the wall. <laughs> yeah, 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 of course. Or you just went through it and yeah, yeah, br- <laughs> brushed some uh, concrete dust from your shoulders and just kept going. <laughs> Uh, because it's uh, it's pretty standard that mo- I think most uh, artists do like one comic strip a day or maybe one page a day if they're yeah. prolific in that. And you did all that in one month. Yeah, that was too much, you know. But uh, I always like to set up goals and uh, push myself. And also, when when you're you know when you're freelancing, it's hard to turn down work, you know. Yeah, so of course. You yeah. just sometimes. There's not much, and then sometimes, uh, you know, mm. there's too much. Were you enjoying yourself, though, when you were working, on, like, with that pressure? Uh, with Elvis? If well, I'm with enjoying. Elvis and Bums and whatever you did. Uh. Um, no. No, 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 yeah. I wasn't. Because um, that's what I felt when I started to decide that I just should... Uh, stop trying to be a comic book artist and stuff like that because I realized especially anytime somebody paid me to do it so I had to and I had a deadline yeah. I, I was like oh I got to do another page today <laughs> yeah. and it was yeah. I just I didn't enjoy myself at all so why 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 am I doing this just, you know yeah so I, I really I don't know but uh, I don't know why but uh, you know, I have this um, longing to be creative, and mm, I love mm. to create. Mm. But uh, I always feel like shit. Almost always feel like shit when I do it, or just before I have to do it. Just before, okay. Yeah. Well, I'm do while I'm doing it. It's uh, you know, my mind is full of that. So, mm. But just before, I really, really don't feel good no. <laughs> at all. Well, uh, and especially if I have, you know, a lot of stuff I have to do. But then looking back, you know, once you finished it, mm. you know, it's the best of times. It's yeah, like, especially if you're kind of happy with it. Yeah. Or at least yeah. you can be happy with it when you have a couple of years uh, distance to it. Sometimes, you know, yeah, there's, you know, um, 
I think you know being happy with your with uh, what you created. Uh, I think that has to do with also uh, your thoughts about uh, you know approaching the work, how you approach the work. Because mm-hmm. I was uh, you know I wasn't I wasn't fast and uh, really <laughs> no I wasn't well. I could have worked f- faster, and and so I, 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 I ask myself, why is this? Mm. Why am I sitting here in the studio for so many hours? Uh, you know, instead of just you know cranking out stuff. And uh, so I, you know, I understood that I was I was afraid. You know, I was thinking too much about what will my publisher think of this? Uh, what will the audience think? Uh, how this will uh-huh. this be? And yeah. I was too. Mm. Concerned with uh, all the everything that could go wrong. That's a creativity killer. Mm. Yeah. So I, you know, um, and I, I thought to myself, how do I, how do I do now? Not to be scared. Mm. And so I understood that I had to, you know, replace this feeling with something else, and that mm. would, that was anger. So mm-hmm. <laughs> instead of you know approaching the the art board. Uh, with you know almost uh, re- religiously like this oh let's make a masterpiece or mm, at least attempt mm. to you know I kicked open the door to the studio I put on some Rage Against the Machine and then cranked up the volume and then I said you know fuck you motherfucker and then mm. I just mm. I'm sorry for the language but no I, this is explicit anyway yeah <laughs> and then I you know just uh, I told myself that okay this was this would normally take eight hours this page mm. I'm going to do it in two hours and oh yeah, just, yeah, yeah. and the good thing, mm. all what, what all this is leading up to is that uh, you know expectations, how you approach your work. When mm. you when you sit down and you take a lot of time to to finish something, and you have the mindset to to create a masterpiece, mm. you're never happy with it. No, it's like you know no. going to the movies saying, "Oh, this is going to be a masterpiece." Mm-hmm. It's always yeah, shit. No. Mm. Uh, yeah, mm. <laughs> but 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 when you when you push yourself to work fast. And and while you're doing it, you think to yourself, "Oh, how is this gonna look?" Mm. You know, you expect something really bad. Mm. You're always happy. You know, always happy. You should do it for yourself. Yeah, when you look at it, it's uh, you know, it's better than you imagined. Actually, I think it's better than if you would have taken all this time because take having too much uh, time on your hands makes you evaluate while you're creating mm. and that's kind of you know like uh, playing the flute and stopping t- you know and then stop playing just to hear the melody mm. you know mm-hmm. so even though i have time uh, i always try to push myself to work faster to, you know to have the flow i think that's a good technique that anger thing uh, have you tried that the anger technique just to, i know, think to- i have uh and I, I think mm, I, I may be directing it towards myself a little bit. Like, well, come on, what the fuck are you doing? <laughs> Snap out of it! And uh, yeah. and I was gonna say, it sounds kind of like what uh, you might do when you go to the gym uh, mm. to get through a, a workout. Like, like, come on, you can do it! <laughs> you can do it! Yeah, that's you know exactly. And then you know the music plays a big part there too. You like you put on something you know. Yeah, put on rough. heavy metal. You can. You don't put know. on Britney Spears or Justin Bieber or something. No, that might make you what? angry though. But <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's the best. I, no, I danced to Britney Spears this weekend <laughs> at a party, and I had a great time. So yeah, she, I, you know I like Britney. Yeah, she's she's all good. But uh, you know, look. You, what you said earlier about looking back at your at your stuff, mm. and, you know, a couple of years later, I find at, at least when it comes to uh, uh, humor, you know, working with humor, 
that uh, some of the stuff that I did uh, way back uh, that I wasn't that happy about, mm -hmm. I later, you know, look at and think, wow, that was pretty good. Yeah, yeah. And then some yeah. of the stuff that I was really happy about a few years later, when I look back at it, it's like, oh my God, what was I thinking? This is, this is not good. Oh, so, I mean, yeah, because, wow, that's special. No, but, you know, if you think about it, Think about those movies you looked at uh, like 10, 20 years ago, mm -hmm. you know, com uh, comedies. Yeah. The humor has uh, changed, you know, from, you know, from being, you know, somebody falls on their ass and mm. ha ha ha, he falls, mm. to more about not, the, not, not so much what's happening, but how the person, you know, uh, felt, feel about what's happening to him. Mm -hmm. like we're getting more personal with the vlogs and blogs and everything and so it's not enough yeah. for us just to see something funny you know we mm. have to have it you know processed through someone else you know and, mm. and how they're reacting is really always always i would say funnier than what they're experiencing so at least mm. i think that my my humor my preferences are not the same today as they were 10 years ago. No, uh, you know, uh, people change their uh, taste as well. Uh, yeah. I, I noticed for my own sake that uh, like sketches uh, on maybe like Saturday Night Live or something like that mm -hmm. uh, from 10, 15 years ago that I didn't think was funny back then, I find brilliant today. So it yeah. can change uh, towards that as well. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I totally agree with you. So we are really catalysts. Yeah, catalysts. Everything yeah. goes through, and yeah, sure. and uh, we're colored by our experiences and uh, our life, and you know, mm. preferences. Yeah. So what's funny to to you might be totally bull <laughs> shit to someone else. Yeah, it's that's it's, a that's a relieving and fearful thought when you're working with humor, <laughs> and it's and it's very personal to the uh, the level that it's almost um, too exposing. Yeah, exactly. Well, if if somebody else, if you don't like what I think is funny, you think it's totally boring, mm -hmm. and I'm like almost religiously, this is so fucking funny. You're like. I don't get that at all. It's not. I can almost get like personally offended. What the? F what? What's wrong with yeah, you? Yeah, yeah. Like, is it something wrong with my humor? Right? <laughs> no, 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 no. If I say it's funny, it's funny. <laughs> Laugh, goddammit. <laughs> yeah, I don't know why. I mean, uh, that can be uh, translated to other things as well when it comes to taste, like uh, music and stuff. But I, I think humor is a little bit more personal. Uh, if yeah. you if you don't like the type of music I like and like, too bad. I uh, don't really get why, but uh, there we go. Mm -hmm. But yeah. if it's humor, it's like, what, is, is there something wrong with me? Am I, <laughs> oh, am I stupid or something? You can never explain it. You know, once you try to start to explain why something is funny, it ceases to be funny. Mm. It's like, uh, and I've been you know sometimes uh, writing comic strips that I think you know. Totally makes me crack up, you know, mm. and and but I can't explain why. You know, ah. There is no really no reason for why why it, it can be, be some fun. of the best. Yeah, those are the best, mm. <laughs> and I always make the best ones when I when I'm you know feeling the most depressed. <laughs> really? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Ah. 
at, at the low points in my life, people have always approached me and said, oh, this was really funny. This was, this was the best work of your, you know, <laughs> so far. I got to feel good. <laughs> if you write songs, that happens a lot, though, of course. Uh, if you're down about something, you may write about that or whatever, and it might turn out to be the best stuff you've, you've done. I, I talked to uh, my last uh, guest about that because he, he is a songwriter, and he was so... Uh, he's unusual in the way that he can't write at all when he feels bad, and he mm-hmm. usually writes about other people. But he can't really write about it. he can't he can't write himself out of a depression or about some uh, stuff that goes on in his life. And I, I think it's probably very rare for musicians to be like that because I I'm certainly like that. When I feel bad, a song comes up like Yeah, I want to I gotta express myself, and yeah, yeah, yeah. it usually turns out pretty good because you have all these thoughts going. Uh, yeah, and and perhaps also because you know, could be that uh, what happens around you in the world, you know, is not that important or interesting mm, to mm. you. So you look inwards, you know, to yourself, and yeah, it's, you know, if it's important to you, you're that not so distracted mm. by what happen, what's uh, happening around you. You know, I don't know if you feel like this, but uh, I always work best at night when there's no distraction. Yeah, me no too. Yeah, 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 sure. So that's perhaps uh, part of it. You're just that you're just not that uh, distracted mm. when you're depressed. When I should be sleeping, it's yeah uh, around twelve to two. That's a good creative yeah uh, time yeah. for me. And it gets better and better. Three, mm. four, five. <laughs> <and then> you <laughs> get <laughs> yeah. yeah. The most I've been working is uh, forty-eight hours. You know, in straight stretch. Yeah, I did. Yeah, I've been. I did the first uh, children's books, Noonie and Willie. I had the book completely finished, and uh, it was uh, it was meant to go to uh, for printing. Mm. And then uh, my uh, editor she said, "Well, how about you just try out this format instead? Uh, instead of uh, you know totally square, it mm-hmm. was a bit uh, more uh, you know higher." Mm. And when I did. I found out that suddenly I had more space. I could do two illustrations uh, per page. Mm-hmm. And so I could rewrite the story, which I did. And then I had oh. to have new artwork. And while I was thinking about that, I came up with a, you know, a better look for Nuni. And so... You I, fucked yourself up. I fucked... Yeah, I worked... <laughs> Royal. I think, really, without exag- exaggerating, I think I worked like one week uh, with 10 hours of sleep, something like that. Mm-hmm. Totally crazy. Mm-hmm. Like... Mm-hmm. 48 hours straight and then sleeping for three hours and then up again, you know, and then, I don't know. So you made that decision the week before it was going to the printer? Yeah. <sighs> yeah. It's, I've been, you know, uh, I've been working on deadlines, you know, and uh, four o'clock in the morning, I've been sitting there looking at, at the page or a comic strip, mm-hmm. you know, totally unhappy with it because of something. And then, you know, you get those crazy thoughts. What would happen if I ripped it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> that would mean I, I have to sit there for so many more hours. And then I mm-hmm. just <laughs> ripped it. Okay, now I have to do it. Oh, shit. Yeah, I, because, <laughs> you know, I want to push myself to work fast. But I really have a problem turning out, uh, you know. Uh, Inferior stuff? Yeah. Mm, yeah, so, of course. Yeah. But uh, I guess you during that week, you regretted your decision plenty of times. Or didn't you? Was was it like a, a spark in your ass? Like, a, 
Yes, it's a great idea, and I'm going to make it happen. Um, you know, the book just turned out, you know, in my head and then in reality too, so much uh, better mm, than, uh, mm. than uh, it was origi- than, than it was originally. Yeah. So it was totally worth it. So afterwards, you were grateful for your, your own yeah insanity. Insanity, <laughs> yeah, or it was and, really and insane. Elbow grease and everything. But mm. uh, I wouldn't do that again. You know, no, no. Really. it's really nothing to be proud about. You know, when comic book artists, we when we're mm-hmm. getting together. And then we're, you know, trading uh, experiences like this. Mm-hmm. It's, mm-hmm. Uh, it's a little bit like, uh, oh, I've been working 17 hours straight. Oh, that's nothing. I've been, you know, like yeah, the yeah, sketch. Yeah, like, sure. Yeah. We had nothing when we were children. We didn't have anything to eat. Well, we had no clothes. We lived in a hole in the ground. Yeah. So, but uh, that's just bad planning, you know. So I should be ashamed that I planned it so bad. I should have had plenty of time mm. to finish it <laughs> instead of working like a maniac. For, but is it bad planning, though, because you thought of something that you i mean and and your editor actually gave you uh, a new set of information about the the size so yeah that wasn't your planning you just made a creative decision based on the new information you received so that's pretty cool thank you that's very generous of you and i'll try to forgive myself for those uh, with yeah. that thought <laughs> yeah and at the same time if you feel like you should be proud of something it's your worth ethic as well because that seems to never falter i had to and i had back pains too so i had to stand up all almost of the time so oh really shit. okay i couldn't do that again uh, it's all for that do you have one of those uh, hydraulic desks that you can yeah take? oh nice yeah. Mm. what are you gonna do one deadline is a deadline right <laughs> yeah but you can also wave at them as they pass by <laughs> <laughs> actually i've been I've been starting to think, you know, have a new mindset about all of that because, uh, you know, I thought at one point when I had so much to do with uh, Elvis that, okay, I might not be able to change the amount of work, but I can mm-hmm. change my uh, my feelings, my thoughts around, you know, around the work. Mm-hmm. And so when I had, when I had uh, the hardest, you know, the biggest workloads on my shoulder, I would leave the studio and go outside and look at the sky, looking mm. at the stars, just mm. to remind myself, you know, how small we are mm. and mm. how uh, how it wouldn't matter at all, you know, ah. the next morning uh-huh. if I didn't, you know, uh-huh. turn in the pages, yeah. you know, if, if I didn't even exist. Mm. So It wouldn't matter to you <laughs> and to your editor. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I totally get what you mean. Um, have you ever, like, uh, like cursed yourself for... Uh, waiting too long to start working. So when you're stressed out the last hours, like, why didn't I have the discipline to sit down two days ago and do this? Every single time. Yep, okay. (laughs) So you're the same as me. You know it. (laughs) Mm. I I can only work fast when I really, 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 really have to. Like, okay, now I have two hours left. (laughs) Yeah, it's... um, That's when it's... uh, you know when it's uh, you can comfort yourself with you know uh, thoughts like uh, well actually it's a good thing to work fast because mm-hmm. you don't have time to you know to halter and then you know uh, and ass- assess too much yeah yeah. Uh, yeah yeah i know i, know. Mm. I have that with uh, with music since that's just a hobby for me uh, yeah. it means i never ever finish anything uh, oh, yeah. you know there's no music out there that I've done. How do you feel about your acting? Do you look? Uh, do you watch your own movies? And, yeah. And uh, how does that feel when you like? Uh, are you always happy when you look back, or or because I think as an actor you're 
you're always evol- evolving you know mm-hmm. yeah um the thing is uh since i still consider myself to be a beginner since i've only done it professionally for five years and uh even though i've been on and off doing it since i was 18 um uh, uh i haven't done it like seriously uh until like five years ago and uh so still a beginner and still feel like i need to know uh what i'm doing that i'm not aware of uh things that you shouldn't have to think about when you 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 do your job when you act so you really have to train all bad habits and stuff away so you don't have to think about them so when i now do something i want to see it to see okay how did that look because i don't really feel like i have any idea and and i can see shit like um many many other actors would say well you only see the problems you know Mm. well sure but uh i think i in my case, I can be a bit more objective and see, I, I, well, that doesn't work. And other people will usually agree with me. Uh, like, no, but I, I could see the acting there. Or um, you're doing something that just feels uh, like you, you are, you're tense. Or, you know. no, but then also, I've been thinking about this a lot, uh, about acting. It's, it's like you got to suppress your body language, right? Like if, if you're making things up, I, you know, I watched the, mm. this uh, series, Lie to Me. Mm. If you're making things up, then you look at the, to your right. Mm. But if you're remembering things, yeah. you look to your left. Yeah. And so as an actor, if in, in the scene you're supposed to remember something, then you got to think, oh, I got to look left, yeah. right? Yeah. To the left. Yeah, I think about that. And so... Yeah, and at the same time, you have to, you know, remember your lines, and you have to uh, be, you know, uh, go into the mood. If you, I mean, if you're s- supposed to be sad, mm. you you gotta dig up something inside of you. I, I imagine that makes you sad. You know? Yeah, and uh, usually you need a good script to mm. to get there because the situation in itself, and you can connect to the situation in the script, that makes you go there because you probably can also relate it to something. You, I mean, you felt that kind of sadness before for some reason, and yeah. if the, the script can uh, connect you to that place, then like you, you you busted a deadline. <laughs> well, yeah, maybe. Yeah, oh fuck! Right. It doesn't matter, but it still hurts. Yeah. <laughs> um, the thing about the movements uh, and the body body language is, it depends on what you do. Um, if you're a theater actor, of course, you got to be aware that people in the back row should be aware of what you're doing what you your your motion uh, is all about so you got to be big exaggerated with, yeah. Yeah, exaggerated but still natural in a weird way so yeah. mm. it's um that's a, a weird like a tightrope uh, to to walk and in screen acting uh, you got to be aware of what your frame is cuz mm-hmm. if you uh if you can see your whole body is a long shot uh you can get away with doing almost like theatrical like uh, gestures mm-hmm. if, if you see like two people talking outside a, a door uh, outside a, a pub or something and maybe yeah. they're arguing about something uh, then it sells the situation much more if you're doing a bit like uh, aggressive yeah. gestures yeah. but then maybe you cut to uh, mid shot so you see the, the people from the waist up uh, yeah you can't do the same kind of gestures because they would look theatrical and too much. Yeah, but you well, still got to do something. And so, mm. you know, aware of how much of my hands are actually in the shot. And then maybe if you go totally up to in a close-up to the, the other person, mm. 
he knows that okay uh my hands aren't going to be shown so that doesn't matter uh, or if it's important that they are they are shown i got to get them up to my face and be like well you know waving a finger hmm. up here so it's actually visible That's and and you usually also say when you're in a close up you just think you don't do anything so because you can read thoughts when you're that close with the camera because of all the micro expressions oh okay wow you just think it and I guess it's like uh, like storytelling in uh, comics that the more emotions, the closer the cameraman. Yeah, sure. Yeah, yeah. well. And you don't have to, you can't, at the same time you can't think about this because then it would be too technical because you, you, you should just react to the situation and what the other person is saying to you. So all this is, they have to be trained into you so you do it naturally anyway. Oh, and, and uh, you know... Uh, that's perhaps you know uh, a part of what they're saying that a good actor can lift up his other actors around him. Oh yeah, yeah, that's yeah? so true. Yeah, because you know then there's this connection and you you know hmm. yeah and and you emit, you know it's like when you're uh, the body language itself when you're uh, agreeing on something uh, you not emulate but. Um, Mimic, way, basically. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Mirror, mirror the other person. Yeah, I do. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, I've, I've uh, been involved in kind of experiments like that when I was in school, specifically when uh, we, we we could do the same scene with other with different partners and uh, different situations. And it turned out you, even if you played the same character, you did it differently because of the other person mm. might have been doing it a much more somber or stuff like that and that affects you so you, you can't just do the same thing because the other person affects you mm, yeah. so in the i never noticed a lot of screen actors uh actually uh, miss this detail like if you're not on camera yeah. it's it's pretty nice to the uh, your um, the person who is on camera to actually act and be present in the moment yeah. to be there for them yeah and yeah. sometimes I, i've acted with people who just sewn out and then you're like uh come on i'm trying to talk to you here <laughs> you can't be like <laughs> yeah and then some sometimes uh you know uh, i think that the chemistry is totally wrong like andy garcia and uh, coppola mm -hmm. in, in uh, the godfather four mm. i've never seen uh, i've never seen uh Andy Garcia act that bad. Mm -hmm, you know, it's mm, like mm. everything feels like uh, staged. The dialogue, everything. Mm, and I love Andy Garcia. I think he's sure he's great, fantastic. Yeah, yeah. But in that movie, it doesn't work mm. between them. It's like he he got, he got direction that didn't work for yeah, him. Probably. I guess yeah. the director can you know be half the performance and or let's say maybe some percent is a big percentage of the performance and then the editor is uh, also a big chunk of the performance uh -huh. because they can just use what works and cut away the frame before it starts to fall apart or whatever uh, you know. yeah bad editing on that move maybe yeah well i've definitely seen my own performances be worse than i think they could have been if they had been edited differently Ah, that's got to be hard, man. Yep. That's yeah. It's out of your hands. Yep. Yeah, that's why I don't work with uh, an inker. I always like to ink my own stuff. Yeah, Because yeah, yeah, I don't yeah. want to lose control. Ah, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Yeah, it's the same here. <laughs> uh, when I do my own projects, I, I like to do everything, including the editing and stuff. Uh, 
because I don't, same thing, I don't want to lose control. And uh, the only times I feel okay with that is if it's a like multi-million dollar or whatever project, because then I know people are going to be so professional that I, I couldn't do it better. Yeah, yeah. So I'm in good hands. Interesting thoughts about movies. It's uh, it's really, I uh, I look at comics as you know sort of uh, um, sort of a movie. Yeah, you know. I, I remember you this. Have, you you actually told us when we uh, were at comic book art school. Pick out, yeah, where you, where you pick up keyframes and. Uh, yeah. yeah. Well, you I I seem to remember you saying. Uh, something that made me think, hmm, maybe this guy actually want to make movies, because you said, well, comic books is is like is like a movie, and you, uh, but you don't have to spend a lot of money, and yeah. you you're the director, you're the actor, you're the editor, everything. Yeah. So you still you have the total creative control. And I was like, well, aren't you just doing hmm, storyboards <laughs> for films that you would you yeah. would you rather make movies? <laughs> yeah. Probably not, but I had the thought back then. <laughs> That would be fun, yeah. Because yeah, you're into uh, movies as well. You're a bit of a cinema. Yeah, I, I feel I'm into storytelling, telling yeah, stories. Yeah, yeah. And uh, yeah. I started out as a. I really started out as a, an artist who wanted to draw. Uh, so I had to make up stories. I had to mm. write these scripts, mm. uh, just in order to have something to draw. Mm. But then on the way, it changed, and the interesting uh, work came to be the writing. And so now I look at myself as a writer mm. by, that, by the way, illustrate what I'm doing. You know, what oh, I'm, yeah. the stories that I want, mm. wanted to tell. So back when you were just doing illustrations for uh, role-playing games, it yeah. didn't really fuel that uh, that side of you because it wasn't that much storytelling. I mean, of course, a no. picture tells a story. but yeah. You can say so much in one picture. You can. Mm. You know, and I started painting now with oils. Ah. It's a great fun. You know, it's mm. a lot of fun. I really mm. love it. And then when I started painting, it was the same story again. I had to come up with what to say with with the painting. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. What is this? Uh, why is this painting? Mm. Um, but tell me about the um, uh, the children's books that you're doing now. Um, you you gave me English names uh, for the characters. Yeah. So is it published in English somewhere? No, not yet. I have a, an agent, and she's working on it, so she's uh, presenting it to to different publishers. All right. the, but it's uh, translated. Uh, yeah, to the first book is tra- translated to English and Arabic and mm-hmm. uh, German. Mm-hmm. So uh, Snip and Snop, Nuni and Willy, their German names are Mumu and Schneidel. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> I can't say if that's better or worse or whatever. But, I don't know. <laughs> all right. But uh, tell, uh, tell me about the, the whole uh, idea. I mean, how did you come up with doing, doing that? And what, what is, it about, uh, is it about? Nuni and Willy, uh, it's about uh, equality, you know, mm. between uh, genders. Mm. And also what genders are there? Are there only... You know, are we only men or women? Are mm-hmm. we always the gender that the society, you know, labels us with, you know, from birth? Or, you know, can you be born what society society labels as a man and then mm-hmm. really, you know, mm-hmm. be a, a woman? And mm-hmm. of, of course you can. Yeah. And so uh, the books are really not about, uh, Noon and Willie are uh, really about... Not only that, but also about. I think that I think we have a problem with our bodies, and and we and we're transferring this to our children. Mm. I mean, 
you never seen a, a child being shy or you know ashamed of the body. Mm. You know, to them, uh, a nuni or a willy is you know just like an elbow or a nose, and mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. so so they they are born totally at ease with themselves and everybody around them, and 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 then we start to you know to make them feel less comfortable. Just let them be, you know, mm. the ones they were from. From the beginning, I think, mm-hmm. and also uh, one of the things that struck me, uh, you know, as getting to be a father to Ophelia, mm. uh, was that uh, that we don't have the same tolerance for uh, for for girls, you know, for their genitals as we do for boys. Uh-huh, like it's yeah. just a lot of more tension about this, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, so why is that, you know? Mm. Uh, so it's. It's yeah. I, I would uh, I would sum it up with uh, it's about uh, you know uh, breaking the taboos you know by uh, the uh, you know taking the bad energy out of it mm-hmm. just by like yeah. So what? There's a nuni. You know, I've seen a million nunis. Uh, like on uh, it's on interesting the word. I never heard that <laughs> word actually. <laughs> yeah, like on the bookshelf. So. Or you know, in the children's uh, children's books or whatever. Mm. No, we should gi- we should be comfortable with it, with the words, mm. and uh, and it's about confirming the the children that uh, there's there should be no shame about your body mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. that it's who you are. Only you can know who you are, you know, because that's inside of you, and no one else can you can know what's inside of you. But you, mm. if there's if there is one expert, uh, you know, like Peter. You, if there's one expert about Peter, that's that's you. Hmm. You know, you're you're the leading expert. You know how much I can dig and I can read about you and I can get to know you as a friend. But still, you will always be the expert, and that's hmm. the same way for the kids. Hmm. So. Peter is also a word for a dick, though. <laughs> so. Yeah, yeah. I think you know we really shouldn't have any bad names uh, about our genitals. You know, we use them as cursing. You know, for cursing and stuff. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, uh, uh, it's kind of silly. You know? Yeah, I know. I I try to actually use the uh, use them for positive uh, reasons. Oh yeah. Like, cool. Could you give an example? Yeah. Well, if you you know if somebody can say like, "Oh, you're being such a pussy," you know, yeah. I can say like, well, "There's a lot of pussy in that person." That's, uh, that's that, power. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. But could you say like something like, uh, "Cuck, this is a good day." <laughs> No, not really. No, I haven't gotten there yet. <laughs> well, let's work at that, shall we? But well, I don't have to. I don't feel it, uh, that word has to be bigged up in that way because we do say that, like, there's uh, that guy's got cojones. He's got big balls. He's got you know. Yeah. There's uh, you know. Of course, you, in English, especially, you say, "Oh, fucking, he's such a dick." Uh, and we don't really have that, but uh, mm. I, I think male genitalia get more positive uh, connotations than females do, uh, unfortunately. So that's why yeah. I felt like let's change that up, up a little bit. Well, it starts, you know, uh, with us. I mean, who's teaching the the kids? Mm. We are as mm. parents. So that's why it's uh, that's why that is particularly meaningful to me. That project, I. I had that in my mind for a few years, mm. and but I was, you know, having my hands full with Elvis, and mm. so mm. as soon as we got divorced and we put Elvis on ice, mm. uh, 
that was you know the thing for me to do quick explanation probably uh because you and your ex-wife were doing elvis the comic together yeah mm. yeah i started doing elvis uh in the mid 90s and uh and I've, i wrote a few hundred scripts and uh and then uh, when i started uh, going in metro uh i drew those scripts and then i started writing and drawing and mm. then uh Uh, my ex-wife started writing with me, mm. so we came to do the comic strip together. So when we d- divorced, uh, the, nat- the natural thing to do uh, was to put it on ice, mm. you know, until further notice. And mm. uh, and so, but uh, I'm I'm writing and uh, drawing uh, Elvis again. Mm. So mm. since a few months ago. All right. Since all that cleared up. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. It took took uh, took some years mm. for us to uh, rights uh, issues and stuff like that. Yeah, because I I gave her half of uh, the right to the character, mm, the mm, material, mm, mm, mm. Uh, because that was uh, that's what she you know she contributed with yeah, yeah, uh, so yeah. much in writing and so and. Uh, So I felt that uh, then it should be also, you know, as much her character on paper as, you know, in our minds. So, mm-hmm. But uh, now, since we got divorced, I, I, I'd really like to give it a shot writing it and, and mm. drawing it myself. So we mm. made, I, I, we you know, we came to understanding that give, gives me op- the opportunity to, to do so. Mm. So... So I'm really happy about the new material because mm-hmm, uh, mm-hmm. it's a totally different dynamic in the comic, you know, than before. Oh yeah, of course. Yeah. yeah. So uh, Elvis, kind of like it was from the beginning, or no, 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 no not, not even at that. all. No. I'm really, you know, I'm really happy about the new material. Yeah. I would say proud. <laughs> yeah, because sure. <laughs> it's uh, it feels more uh, like you know up to date. Oh yeah, well, of course it had to, you know. Yeah, but uh, also changed. Elvis was living in a in a bad marriage for so many years, and uh, mm-hmm. he was like uh, uh, a lot of uh, the gags were, you know, based on his wife, you know, giving him giving him shit, or he was like, you know, or they were having, mm-hmm. uh, you know, discussions, you know, uh, and. Because the character, even though he is a a, a turtle, he is a, it's just like a semi biographical character. Like yeah, he's inspired yeah. by yourself and your own life. Yeah, yeah, and and, uh, and it was really a good thing that we, you know, finally understood that uh, we would be much more happy, you know, living separate lives. Mm-hmm. And uh, and so uh, so as it wasn't a very good marriage, obviously, you know, it would be it. Oh, that's why it was also a bad marriage in Elvis between Elvis and Hedwig. Yeah, and so, but the new dy- dynamic is, you know, uh, there's uh, Elvis is happy, mm. uh, is living with his wife, my, mm. mm-hmm. of course, <laughs> my, my my love <laughs> Suzanne, mm. uh, and um, and it uh, works perfect. You know, it's I, I was afraid that uh, you know because Elvis uh, is really a relationship uh, comic. Mm, in, mm. in a big sense and, mm. and I was thinking how will this work now mm, mm. How, how will it work when Elvis is happy and uh, uh, and I think it works you know splendid because he's still an angry man you know he still gets parking tickets and <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. he's uh, aggravated yeah. by a lot of stuff there are other problems in the world you know <laughs> yeah 
absolutely. And so, and it also for, pushes me to write about uh, different things, you know, than just stuff in the marriage, you know. Mm. And, and so that's exciting. Well, I'm, and I'm ex- excited to to show you the stuff later and see what you think. Yeah, yeah, sure, sure. Um, so, how, how many how many strips have you uh, done in advance now? So you have like a buffer. Oh, uh, that's what I'm working on. You know, mm. I since I uh, you know since I understood that I do want to continue doing this, I mm. felt that you know the last chapter in Elvis' life is not yet written. Mm-hmm. Uh, I uh, I started you know writing down ideas that came to my to my mind you mm. know, every day and then i put them all in the in a big how to say basket no in a big uh, bin you know i uh-huh, put them okay. somewhere yeah. let's put them somewhere in some container <laughs> in some, of some uh, sort yeah, some yes. cont- <laughs> exactly <laughs> and so now I'm, now i'm taking those ideas one at a time mm. and, and drawing them you know oh uh, at random no I'm, i'm picking out the best first you know uh-huh, the best okay. ones first because uh, That's an old technique I had from, you know, way back. Mm-hmm. That uh, It's a good thing for ideas to, you know, like a good wine to age mm-hmm. because uh, you always have a new approach when you when they've been lying there for a, time, for a while. Sure. It's and, been marinating. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> exactly. So, and then there are some ideas that, you know, you have a pretty good idea how it's going to end, but you don't know how to get there without, you know... It's it's it, that it, without making it feel too staged, mm. and and then you have some some uh, comic strips that uh, you know you know you you're not really sure how to end them, and then again that that's mm. it's good to let them just lie yeah. for a while. What would be your uh, advice to somebody who try you know toys with the idea of doing like a strip, a humoristic strip, comic comic strip, uh, and it's fine if you say don't. <laughs> No, do it's 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 a great thing, you know. As a, you know, it's been a lot of pressure, and I haven't been enjoying myself very. But mm. you know, looking back, I'm totally happy with you know having done it, and I want to keep on doing it. Mm. And so I could lo- totally recommend it. My big, my first advice would be to get published, you know, yeah, to get the pressure on, and then have you know. Wouldn't you say that? Uh, going like a web comic route would be uh, the smart thing to do today because maybe the format. I mean, how, how do you view the format uh, in in the world today? Do you feel like it's uh, a format that's ca- kind of going away uh, at this? You know, because co- yeah, I mean, yeah. I mean, papers are going away. <laughs> Newspapers yeah. are going away. Yeah. So I think um, we got to get used to the to the thought that uh, comics soon will be. You know. I think for you know for our iPads or, or yeah, I mean, I still I still read comics on paper, but it's when I buy the collected uh, editions of, of things because then I I need something that feels like a a thing, and I I like to read a lot of them in one sitting and stuff like that. So yeah. I've never really been a comic book page uh, in the back of the newspaper kind of guy, really, because uh, there's a lot of crap out there as well, like. <laughs> Why are you still doing this comic after 30 years? But you know because uh, as we said before there's you know what you hate is you know someone else's uh, Yeah, yeah love. probably yeah. probably. But uh, uh, you know man uh, but um 
Yeah, I totally think that the the format is changing and uh, it's exciting. You know, you mm. got to go with the flow, mm. and uh, it's a good thing too. You know, I, I like I enjoy reading comics uh, digitally. Yeah, yeah, because on, you on can web, zoom yeah. in and uh, you know, oh sure, yeah. it's bright and the colors and everything is exactly the way they were intended to be. So, mm, you know, mm, mm, sure, yeah. and, and at the same time, you can do it in a completely new way. Like, uh, for example a web comic like the oatmeal like I, I, which i think it can be brilliant mm. it's it's based on you scrolling down through a, like a page so it's, ah. it's it's made to work that way you know yeah. and uh, i've i've seen beautiful web comics that, that also think about that like it's almost like one big panel like flowing into the next one and it knows that you're you will see the scrolling past you so yeah. if you think about that it's you know Yeah, there's so many possibilities. Yeah, you work for the medium. But I think, yeah. So the big uh, challenge there is to, you know, to find a way to make money of it. Mm. Because uh, you you have to be able to support yourself to, you know, to do what you're doing. So the audience, you know, when, I out, when I'm out uh, signing books and, and I meet the audience and, and they're grateful, mm. I always say, no, thank you. Because, you know, without you... Couldn't couldn't have done this, because oh, yeah, yeah. I couldn't have done this and uh, having a second job, you know, no, working from uh, nine to five and then going mm. back home doing mm. Elvis, mm. not possible. We're all grateful for a, a lot of people. Yeah, yeah, like yeah, like you you actors yeah. and uh, mm. we're all dependent of the the audience. Yeah, and so, in the audience and help of others. Yeah. So um, you know, one thing that happened when Elvis was uh, running in Metro for 10 years mm. with, uh, was that a lot of people. I think a lot of people didn't feel that they had to or wanted to buy the books because mm. they could get Elvis, a daily doses of Elvis for free. So mm. why yeah. pay for it? So perhaps... But if you yeah. like it, you will buy it. Yeah. I think so, yeah. I hope so. Mm. Yeah. It's like what I said before. I, I don't really like to read just one yeah. uh, per day. I, I want them. <laughs> I want them in the bookshelf or something, yeah. Yeah, perhaps... Uh, perhaps Still, perhaps uh, keeping some of the material uh, unique for the book, mm. so that you don't recognize everything in it when you buy it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, okay, yeah. And uh, do you also have like uh, you publish them in uh, newspapers in black and white, and then they're in color, maybe in some of the. Yeah, the first time in Metro, you know, uh, like for I think six months or so, uh, they were running the the comics in black and white. Mm. So the first Elvis was black and black and white. It was a mm. big transition you know it was a it was really hard to you know even imagine him in color yeah 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 and sure. then mm. taking the, you know making the step over to that mm. so and then uh, but, but you know later on you're grateful and, mm. and there's so many things uh, that becomes a part of your style that is really you know necessities at the beginning you know mm. and, and that you feel that oh, oh oh well I'll have to live with this and then you think oh That was a that was a lucky a lucky coincidence, mm -hmm. you know. That I had to do like this. But you didn't colorize those later for uh, printing in uh, like uh, TPs or something. Well, the stuff that was wasn't colorized uh, got col colorized later on. Later on, yeah, okay. For the books, so yeah. uh, the complete uh, run of Elvis exists in color somewhere. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It does. Yeah. Right, uh, and you doing the coloring yourself, I guess too. Nah, I did. Uh, I don't. 
I haven't been doing the coloring for the comic strips mm -hmm. myself or okay. the, or the um, longer mm -hmm. comics in the comic book magazine. Then But you lost the control. <laughs> no, yeah, well, <laughs> you know, I, I really enjoyed doing the, the covers. So I, I kept on mm -hmm. doing the covers and mm -hmm. then I, I gave uh, color notes. Uh, but we had, you know, we had the best of colorists, uh, Affe and uh, Oshrin mm -hmm. in uh, Litauen. They were... They were really, you know, doing magic. So I sent color notes, and uh, oh, so they're in Lithuania. Yeah, wow! All right. Yeah, and uh, and really fantastic uh, coloring. So, but of course, sometimes it came back, you know, mm. and, uh, not looking the way I, I wanted. Intended, so I, yeah. we had to do some corrections. Mm. Uh, but and then sometimes, a lot of times, it came back, you know, much more, you know, beautiful than I. Mm -hmm. uh, mm. that I could have done myself mm -hmm. and I think uh, you know letting go is a big part of the creative pro process yeah I, I, I spoke to true 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 <laughs> right right yeah, yeah, yeah. like you don't want to you don't want to draw an oil painting you want to paint it mm. and, you know mm. see what happens and you know especially I think in acting perhaps mm. it's the fact right mm. you got to go with the flow you know improvise Yeah, yeah. or whatever you're doing, really, when you're yeah. doing something yourself. Uh, and if you don't have somebody like maybe an editor or something, or somebody yeah. who can say, no, we're going to take this away from you now, it's done. Uh, and you really kind of force yourself to decide, now it's done. Yeah, It has to be done now. Yeah, yeah totally. Mm -hmm. But uh, yeah, still, there are some parts, like inking, I can't, you know, <laughs> I can't bring myself to letting that go, because... I'm, I'm doing so much. When I started working with uh, Bamsa, like mm. for instance, I was doing uh, reading, reading the script, then doing a rough, and then uh, doing a construction on, uh, you know, mm. and then doing a cleanup, and then inking. Mm. And when I wanted to start working faster, and when I got more, you know, confident in my work, I just skipped the the constructing part. So I, mm. I did a rough construction. And then I did the cleanup in the inking, so rough construction yeah, yeah, yeah. inking, yeah, making it more effective. Uh, yeah, so so I couldn't. So the way I work now, I couldn't leave the cleanup or the construction for someone else to uh -huh. do, hmm. because in my rough, I might draw the fingers, you know, a bit too too short. Mm -hmm. That's something I, that I will that I will correct. Yeah. yeah. But uh, the inker might have a totally different opinion, mm -hmm. them even shorter. Mm -hmm. So it won't look bad. It will look twice as bad as mm -hmm. it did mm -hmm. from the beginning. Mm -hmm. And you're in the uh, worst case scenario. Yeah, sure. Yeah, you're working totally uh, digitally nowadays, right? Yeah. And when did you start doing that? Uh, I I really don't know. It just. Uh, How did you come like uh, come to that decision? Like now, it's time. You know, I had a uh, Wacom Cintiq for yeah. ages and, you know, did most of the sketching on it. And I think... Realized it was maybe maybe more efficient. Yeah, you, I, uh, you know, I, I, now I have to wear, wear glasses and I don't like that. So, uh -huh. And so I, I, I draw without glasses. And mm. so it's very convenient for me to to draw, you know, in a format where I can zoom in. Yeah, yeah, stuff of course. Like that. So yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, so, but it took me a long time for, like, inking... I've only been inking for a year or two, perhaps. Mm -hmm. you know, I started inking the last, you know, the last 
100 comic strips or so before putting Elvis on ice mm-hmm. is done in Wacom only. Mm-hmm. And so and then I had a you know a break for 3 years and now I started working again and I would do totally digital and but like uh, the children's books with Noonie and Willie mm. it's not until the the fourth book that was released a month ago mm. that I uh, worked totally digital. I did the sketching uh, in with the Awakom, mm-hmm. and then I printed it, and then I put it on a light board, light box, and then I, I drew it with a pencil, and then I scanned it, and then I colorized it in Photoshop. But then mm. I find, then I found it just uh, you know a few months ago, some really nice brushes mm. that emulated mm. this uh, pencil. Uh, so I, yeah, it can make a whole lot of difference. Yeah, it's so yeah. much easier. Mm. That was. That, isn't that like the other way around like most people do it when they mix media isn't it more common that you sketch in a pencil uh, on a paper scan that in and then ink in uh, in the computer i don't know it's uh, that's totally, i think that's what i've seen the most yeah, actually that's uh, totally uh, i don't know why you should why you would do that, something like that <laughs> that's okay. really you know. sketch in the computer print and then ink but, okay yeah no, yeah. yeah, but as I said before, now I do everything from sketching to inking to colorizing in, in you know, in the yeah, computer. All right, yeah. Because so. there's one reason. I mean, uh, inking is the stage where you can do the most mistakes. So if you do that fully digitally, then that mistake process is erased. Like, oh, that wasn't a good line. Undo. Do a better one. Instead of fucking up the paper and like, shit. Yeah, but then on the other hand, when you're, when you're, uh, roughing up the page mm. and then you're constructing it it's so convenient to be able to scale upward yeah and, or cut and paste and, and so, yeah, yeah, yeah of course before, yeah. before uh, working with the computer i had to you know cut it out and and paste it you know mm-hmm. or just redraw it and there was a lot of redrawing i often you know describe my technique as uh, i'm using the I'm using the eraser more than the pen sometimes. Uh Uh-huh, okay. It wasn't until, you know, uh, I saw a video of a good friend that was inking uh, digitally. Mm -hmm. And he was, was you know, he was making the same line, erasing it, Mm. doing it, erasing it. Perfectionist. Yeah, four or five times. And I was like, ah, okay. I had given up before, you know. I tried it, Mm -hmm, but I mm. tried to draw a line. didn't turn out as I wanted, as I thought I draw, drew it, mm-hmm. and then I gave up on it, and then I understood. Okay, it's not only me; it's so for all artists. But in a sense, yeah, yeah, you, you feel like, like, like you're really like you're a, like a special trained marine, and you can you know uh, you can do everything but walk through a door, you know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, 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 And that is the same. I, I can draw uh, draw parallels between drawing and other forms of uh, creative endeavors when it comes to like the analog world and the digital world uh, because just because of that because you have to be happy with the line if you're doing it in real ink on a paper uh okay it's not perfect but it's good enough so let's move on to the next line and in the digital world he was like doing it six or seven times until they're like yeah that's perfect so it, it takes more time and it may be, maybe in the end, maybe some soul is taking out of it or something like that. I'm thinking like, if, I can see that in um, the world of music making. If you're 
in mm. co- completely in the computer and uh, uh, recording to a hard drive and you can mess around with stuff forever and yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it, instead of like being the Beatles and having four tracks and having to okay we have to commit to this because we gotta mix this down to put the bass on you know yeah and yeah. you know and that can in a way probably keep some of the the soul or something in it you know yeah i totally agree uh, yeah absolutely but yeah and, and uh, i wouldn't say that i'm that interested in in, in the perfect line you mm. know when it comes to inking more you know right. anymore because uh, i really think that uh, you know some imperfections really brings character mm. to the line mm-hmm. just like you said mm. it's I, you know i think it's a neat thing when you listen to a to a song and then you hear some scraping sound from the guitar just before playing yeah, yeah, or yeah, something yeah. or you hear someone talking in the background mm. that's like oh yeah yeah it's human beings doing, mm, doing mm. this so i've been sometimes when i've been uh, looking at students artwork at the comic book art school oh, yeah mm. i've been uh, they were they've, they've been uh, you know almost uh, they've been on the way to correct some some stuff and mm-hmm. I'm like, no 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 please let it be you know, yeah, yeah, this is yeah. so much nicer and uh, you know i read an interview with a comic book artist that said that way back when he, when uh, when working digitally was new mm. and uh, and he couldn't afford it he was doing everything with his artwork to try to make it look digi- digital <laughs> and now when he's working digital it's the other way around he's he's trying to make the digital stuff look huh. like he did it you know on a paper but it's it's funny because it's the same as same as with uh, you know humor mm-hmm. it's our uh, conception of what's really perfect or good changes over time you mm-hmm. know before it was oh, the perfect you know line was uh, slick it was wasn't yeah, anything yeah. With, yeah. now it's like something with yeah i think that's um unfortunately it's a bit about what you're used to as well i mean since We've been around since music was only like analog and uh, drawing was only analog and so on. Yeah. We probably can see things that are too mechanical and too perfect and feel like, mm, doesn't have really the soul or the edges or the, 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 the stuff that we kind of yeah. need in it to make it feel like there's some life here. Uh, yeah, yeah. But if you're like a millennial, uh, then the other way around can be true. Probably, and they can think it's too, <laughs> too, too rough, and it doesn't sound uh, sound or look complete to them or stuff like that. I was really almost sad about when I heard that there's now like a whole generation of people. Um, I think we passed them actually now, so it's not the young kids of today, but the the previous batch of young kids who preferred the sound of MP3s to like a tape or a vinyl or stuff like what? that because they liked that unnatural high sizzling like bad sound that we associate with compression because that's what they're used to so when they didn't hear that bright weird up up there they were like this is too dull (laughs) no 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 it's not dull it's warm (laughs) this is uh i never heard about this this is uh crazy no no no. they did some kind of uh survey in the states i think well Okay, I think I think that uh, really good uh, story story writing, you know, uh, really good scripts, uh, dialogue, uh, you know, um, you can save any artwork with that because mm. uh, in in the best of worlds, uh, they, you know, art and uh, and dialogue, you know, contribute as much. But if I had to choose, you know, uh, 
a comic that is not that well drawn mm. but well written yeah. i would take that any day over well yeah. yeah and that's also true for everything a, yeah. a good song is still a good song and yeah. a, a good script uh, and good acting in a movie is still you know good yeah. i mean how many times haven't you seen a movie and just said well it looks beautiful yeah it's uh, you know everything's it sounds great technically it's flawless but it's yeah. just says nothing meh, yeah. yeah yeah so if you just want to have something to look at sure i guess you know yeah and most of the time nowadays you can't fault the aesthetics or technicality in any way no. it's just crappy scripts and stuff and they've been having to do yeah As I'm always amazed why they, you know, how can they let a multi-million dollar production, you know, fuck up like that? You mm, know? Mm, Don't they have mm. any? Because, I mean, it can't be just uh, me. You look five minutes, you know, no, you, you look two minutes and then you know if it's going to be shitty or if it's going to be great. Yeah, maybe, right? yeah, some, and, a lot know, of times. And, and sometimes they, it's like catastrophic, you know. And it's, didn't anyone look at this movie before it was released and said, you know, Maybe we mm. should change this, you know, and it would be much more better. Well, here's the thing. I mean, partly it's because they, if it's a big ass multi million dollar production, they can't afford to take risks, which just yeah. makes it end up being meh. Yeah. And in other cases, it's because somebody has looked at it because they show it to a bunch of idiots uh, <laughs> who happen to be in the focus group that day and like, I didn't like the ending because I didn't get it and because it made me sad. I'm like, okay, we have to change it. And then all of a sudden it's crap. Yeah. Because they like, okay, the focus group didn't like it. But it just ha- may happen to be like not the, the correct audience for that material. Yeah. But they want to put asses in seats and sell tickets. That's uh, when I <clears throat> when I draw uh, and write, I I try not to, to think about uh, how, you know, the readers at all actually no, no, not just doing it for myself yeah and uh way back when i was you know when i when i was working we were very slow before i you know started pushing myself mm-hmm. i was thinking too much about that mm. and, and it didn't really turn out good at all yeah. and so i uh, hopefully the big uh, movie companies they will come to that conclusion too not to listen too much to listen to the director you know when will they ever learn a lot of times when a truly original film comes out and people to their surprise love it and go to see it in droves and it's academy award nominated or even win and stuff like that it happens all the time and well look It was the original film that was kind of weird that made this happen. Not the thing that you packaged in a box to to be perfect. And of course, they jump on that train and try to release a a sequel. But that's the another bland package deal. (laughs) (laughs) Like, no, you misunderstood why this worked. Well, I guess everything has to be American, right? My examples are American because I... Uh, I see, well, oh, I mean I American movies uh, and then remade as Americans? Oh, yeah, that's... Yeah, okay, uh, I, I see thought what you, you meant mean, European yeah. movies, uh, you know, remade as... That's, uh, that's a good example as well. And I, that's not what I meant. I just meant any, any type of whatever, you know. Ah, uh-huh, okay. Because, you know, who would know that Birdman would turn out to be such a, a hit, you know, yeah, or... Uh, whiplash or even like when it comes to the big cash cow now Mm. comic book like superhero movies the one that really surprised everybody the most was Deadpool 
Yeah. And they were like, they really took a risk. Yeah. And the risk was the one thing that we were like, yes, yes. thank you, more thank of this. Thank you, finally. It's not the same thing we have been seeing, and it's not like made for the average consumer or the kid or, or whatever, you know. Yeah, I wish they would have done some, you know, you know, I'm happy about Star Wars. Now, mm-hmm. that they're taking, starting to take uh, some risks and, and uh, you know, okay. letting him build. Okay. <laughs> Don't you think so? Yeah, I'm not really. He's more I'm, grown up in a sense, you know. And it's better than the prequels. Yeah. We can go that far. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I, I, that, I can agree with that. <laughs> Otherwise, I'm like 50-50 towards the whole thing. Like, okay. Yeah. Um, but, okay. Uh, this made me think about another thing. I was thinking about uh, when you try to make things for children. And uh, mm-hmm. I think maybe you can relate since you've done like children's books and stuff like that. Uh, I think it's a bad idea to try to cater to children too much. Even when you do a, a movie or a story that uh, are like for them in a way. Like, mm. I don't think I ever throughout my whole life liked anything that was made specifically for kids uh the the, the, the most the, the, what yeah. i like the most is stuff made for everybody like if you watch a, yeah. a, a, like pixar movies are usually brilliant but mm. they're not kids movies they're made for everybody and those those, yeah. those can be some of the best stories ever out there and the best made movies ever out there and i was listening to um or watching um a panel discussion with uh, Adam Savage, uh, you know, one of the guys from Mythbusters. Yeah. Uh, a show that's, you know, a big hit with everybody, kids, teenagers, adults alike. And he said that one of the things uh, I think uh, contributed to like everybody liking it is that we never thought about the children. But the children are like, cool. Yeah. yeah. And, uh, and I think back to when I was a kid, yeah. the, the one, the, the things that interested me the most were the things that, as the same time as they were appealing to me as a kid, mm. they were a little bit more adult. So I was like, "Oh, that's interesting. I want to be yeah, m- yeah, totally. closer to that." You know, we totally, mm-hmm. you know, we totally under underestimate the, the, the kids. Yes. Oh, yes, know, yes, yes. All the time, yeah. and uh, and they're, you know. They uh, they've grown so much. It's like you know, looking at Ophelia, my daughter. Mm-hmm. She's ten years old. Mm. Uh, she's consuming uh, YouTube movies, stuff like yeah. I didn't have access to when I was a kid. No, no you know no. her English. She's she's so good. You know, she's better than me. Mm. You know, almost and uh, and uh, but the English classes is they they're so boring for her because she's years ahead. Mm. And I've been mm. talking to the teacher saying, you know. This is, you know, she's uh, she's having conversations and she's, you know, she's like, uh, we were as 15 years old when we were young, you know. Mm. You can't teach them, like, uh, you have a lesson, this is an apple, this is a tree, mm-hmm. how are you? Like, mm. Say after me, like, apple. You know, mm. uh, it's... Uh, but do you feel like she's, um, do you, does she feel older to you than you were at 10? Yeah, absolutely. Well, she's really, you know, in her thinking, she's really mature and she's a fantastic artist and a mm-hmm. fantastic writer. She mm-hmm. writes her own uh, stuff and, and uh, illustrated and, uh, you know, I'm really amazed. And she's my, you know, when people ask me who's your biggest inspiration, uh, you mm-hmm. know, I got to say it's Ophelia. Oh, right, right. And yeah. she's, because she's, you know, 
she's uh, not scared, you know, at all, you know, trying new things, uh, you know. Uh, was, so it's really inspiring to see someone, you know, uh, not walking in circles, doing what everything everybody's been doing, but, you know, creating totally new stuff. And just one example of that, you know, how kids really are fantastic and how we, we mess them up in a sort of way mm -hmm. by, by teaching them what we, how we think things should be. Yeah, yeah. Is, you know, children's drawings. If you look at a movie or whatever and, and you have a children's drawing, uh, someone copying, you know, someone mm. trying, you know, an adult trying to, to draw as a, as a child, mm. you can always see that it's a fake because it doesn't mm. have that magic or energy. As, yeah. Right? Mm. The naivete or something. Yeah. yeah. Mm. It's not so. that rough. Oh. But do you consider, when you write the children's books, do you consider uh, that thing? Like, do you try to cater to the the kids or do you like just write a story that you want to see and just make sure that it's not too advanced so they can't understand it what's your thinking process when you write for for kids i like the third book in the series uh uh is really about families uh noon is she's having a birthday party so she's uh, inviting all of her friends and when she's and she doesn't want doesn't want to send by mail so she and uh willie they go and you know knock on the doors to their friends' mm. uh, houses. And, and uh, so, she, so they get to meet uh, all of their f friends' families. Mm. And, and there are different families. One has a mother-father-child, you know, mother, and mm -hmm. then there's a father-father, and then there's a mother-mother. Mm. And so I knew that I wanted to do something about, you know, that it's okay. You get to choose who you love and who you want to live with. Mm. And, and, and it's, all, it's all good. And so I knew that uh, children, I wasn't really teaching children anything. It was almost more for the adults, you know, to mm -hmm. be reminded of this. Uh, and then on the way, I always tried to make it funny. So then, of course, I think about what will be funny for the children here. And then I yeah, yeah. work it in, in mm. the story. And, and so the fourth book... Uh, uh, that was, it's called Nuni and Willie, A Different Kind of Story, mm -hmm. is about uh, Nuni saying to Willie that, you know, she's sick and tired of all the stories, that they're always the same. Mm -hmm. It's always the guy who's the hero. Mm -hmm. It's always, always, always a, uh, you know, a knight saving a, a girl. Mm. And so she set, sets out to try to, to make a different kind of story. And, and so they write and draw this story, and it's with the... Uh, <laughs> And, it, and she's the hero in it. Hmm. And so that story is all entertainment. Hmm. You know? But the very fact that they're doing this story and the story itself, you know, is the point. You know, hmm. the point is that we should have more stories hmm. like this. Hmm. But for the kids, kids, it's all fun. Hmm. Hopefully. Hmm. We never touched on this before. Is Elvis translated into different languages? Yeah, we did other an album. Uh, we did something for Norway, and then uh, it's been translated to English. But it really, ne really, it never really reached, you know, abroad. It's, oh, no, okay. uh, I don't know if it's uh, like because Elvis is so typically Swedish, you know, and it's mm -hmm. like Monty Python. Yeah, I, I heard that Monty Python only, you know, was a success in Great Britain and in Sweden. I don't, <laughs> I don't know if it's the same with. Oh, well, it, it got to uh, the U.S. and Canada, uh, yeah. but it was kind of like uh, below the surface. Uh, like, ah. And uh, I think they 
aired uh, Monty Python in uh, the States and Canada like uh, late in the afternoon, almost like a children's show. So mm. the kids were like, what the hell is this? <laughs> and uh, so they, they, they're they now adults and can remember it like fondly. I love it. <laughs> I love it. Uh, so uh, if somebody's like uh, sitting in uh, New Jersey listening to this, uh, so can they read Elvis somewhere? And is it available? Well, let me see. Well, I'm going to start posting some some stuff on Elvis the Comic on Facebook. You know, we have an Elvis the Comic Facebook uh, page. Mm-hmm. So eventually there will be some stuff there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah as an appetizer. And, and it's a good idea, you know, mm. now that you say it. I'll put it out in English too. Mm. But the, the thing I was uh, about to say was that I just wanted to return in time a bit, you know, mm-hmm. for your previous uh, question about uh, Snip, uh, Snop, you know, Noon and Willie. Mm. One of the reasons why I re- did, you know, redraw the whole book you know, that we were talking about was that when I came up with this different uh, uh, look for Nuni, uh, I realized that I had been giving myself a lot of reasons to make the work easy for me. Uh-huh. You know, I thought of, I thought uh, that, oh, I'm, I'm, uh, this is going to be fun. For me to do yeah, yeah, yeah. more than to read, perhaps. <laughs> so I was thinking in terms of oh, it's a children's book; it should be spontaneous. Mm-hmm. Colors should be outside the lines to show the kids that you don't really have to follow lines, and uh-huh. and mm-hmm. it should be uh, easy to read. So I won't have too much details. And so what I what I understood when I started uh, working on on the artwork, mm-hmm. you know, before making it all over. Was that really that I have only given myself a lot of excuses not to put effort in it? Mm. And so then I thought to myself, well, if I'm if I'm working so hard on Elvis or or uh, Bums or whatever I do, mm. shouldn't I be putting down the same amount of effort in, into this? It's not it's not that it's going to be less spontaneous, but just because I work at the artwork, you know, mm, no. that I put some effort in, uh, into it. And I think that is perhaps, I don't think that I am the only one thinking that way. There are so many fantastic books, you know, for children. So mm. uh, I, like one of the artists I really, really appreciate is uh, Olof Langren, who did uh, Kallis Klettetrad. Oh, yeah, yeah. And, and mm. uh, Bioba and a lot of... Classics for us in Sweden. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And uh, so he's been a great inspiration. Just... Uh, in uh, children's books overall i think i see a lot of just amazing artwork yeah. i don't know why they end up in children's books but uh, if you just go into the children's book section in a bookstore yeah. and just yeah. check out what's there it's like wow this is just insane i guess it's what you have to work with or you get to work with mm. you know it's mm. uh, there's nothing uh, as depressing to than to draw uh, you know a comic, for instance, mm. with the Bamsa, where where the setting is around the kitchen table, and, and uh-huh. it's uh, five persons just talking, mm. you know, uh, then to get to draw Bamsa and his friends in the jungle, you know, fighting some gorilla or something yeah, like of that. Of course, yeah. And so gotta, I guess that make it interesting. Book, yeah, yeah. Yes. Yeah. So children's books, I guess, you know, provide with the you know a script that lets you really you know, mm-hmm. rock the boat. <laughs> Yeah, of course, and it has to be interesting to 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 look at as well. Yeah. Because illustrations are going to be a big thing for the kids. Yeah, maybe they they won't even read it. the The yeah. parents might read it for them, and so they just have to look at the pictures. 
yeah, that'd be engaging. Yeah. Uh, what's the age range on uh, Noonie and Willie? The audience, target audience. Oh yeah, for the it's well, for the bookstores we had to label it you mm, know, mm. between three and six. But three, six, really, six. it's uh, I would say from two to ten, perhaps, mm. because. Uh, but it's too wide for the the stores to categorize. Yeah, I've, I think everybody finds something in the, the very smallest children, mm. the youngest. They think it's funny to look at the pictures and so on. Yeah, and yeah, yeah. When they get a bit older, they start reading. And then uh, as you go, I think to nine or ten, ten years old. Mm. But really, it's, as I said before, it's a reminder to the grown-ups. So perhaps uh, two to 99 mm. <laughs> years old. I don't know. <laughs> Because it is two characters that are like a vagina and a penis. Yeah, they are. <laughs> but I tried to draw them, you know, as cute as I could. Yeah, yeah, sure. Because I, to take away some of the tension from yeah, the from the topic, yeah. and, they and, and can't so, be off-putting in any way. That would be wouldn't work. No, nah, you know, when looking at them, I, I find it really hard to believe that someone could be offended mm-hmm. by their looks. Mm. And uh, I had someone, you know, talking about Willie mm. and referring to his balls as. You know trousers, and I was like, "No, those are really balls." <laughs> <You know? laughs> but 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 it's a children's book, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. But of course, somebody's going to get offended. But you you can think about them, you know. No, I, you know, I hope people get offended because I, you know the reason oh, yeah, yeah. why right, I, right, right. I do these books S- start some shit, you know, yeah, conversation like, going, yeah. You know, yeah. And so I had you know uh, had people walking by when I did some book signings, and like uh, there was one lady, you know, shouting out. This is really messed up, you know. Oh, okay. And I was like, "Oh, whoa, wait, wait. Let me talk to you." Mm-hmm. And let's just first be clear that I'm not. You're not allowed to buy a book, so that you don't think or feel that I'm trying to sell you a book. And then <laughs> you're not allowed. That's great. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's what you, okay. you can't buy. I, I don't want you to have one of my books. So. <laughs> you cannot yeah. buy a book. Yeah. It's it's. Uh, and then uh, so we went. Uh, I went on to ask her. What do you think is the problem? And she said, well, you don't teach uh, astrophysics to a a seven-year-old, do you? And I said, well, what do you think there is in this book that children don't already know? know? Mm. I'm not teaching them anything new. I'm just confirming what they already know. know? They are at ease with themselves. And this book is, you know. Well, you may show them like, alternative ways of thinking about yeah, stuff in the well, world okay maybe. okay yeah. but but uh, it's not really rocket science no no it start, no, it, no. it ended up with her saying that she really had a headache and she wanted to go home okay. and, and mm-hmm. i said oh well here's my number call me if you want to how old was she i guess somewhere between 40 and 50 oh, okay well they all have this mm-hmm. in common the ones who are really angry about noni willy mm-hmm. that they haven't read the book so right so, all those were the strongest opinions mm. Those are the ones that <laughs> sounds like uh, religious people who try to ban films and like, they never seen it. They just assume stuff. Yeah, it's, there's a, there's so many wonderful religious people, but uh, I'm, I mean the ones that have the strongest opinions on how to make the world a better place mm. are those who really fucked it fuck fuck it up. You know? Yeah, 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 yeah. You know, so. agreed. <laughs> but you mentioned book signings. Have you had any weird? Uh, fan encounters in book uh, book signings and stuff yeah like i did i you know i don't know why but gothenburg you know yeah yeah they have a book fair every every year <laughs> no, it's it hasn't been on the book fair and book fair it's been uh it's been all all good but uh i was in uh they have a how do you say a mall a big mall mm-hmm. nordstone it's called mm-hmm. and uh 
once I, I was there doing a book signing and, and uh, there was a long uh, line of people waiting for, for me to sign the books. Right. And there came an old man and he was like starting to shout and this is, uh, this is outrageous, outrageous. And I was like, what? what? Well, did you inform them that this is not Elvis Presley <laughs> trying to sell a turtle? I was like, oh, oh yeah, no, I haven't. Uh, and then I explained to everyone, well, this is Elvis, the comic, not Elvis Presley. And everyone was like, okay. Uh, no no kidding. <laughs> but, but the best one was... So he actually thought there was like uh, a, a half a line of people who were like, oh, are we going to buy an Elvis album? Can he release a new one? Yeah. Well, Hasn't he been dead since 77? <laughs> Why is it green? Is that perhaps because? Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Well, anyway, uh, the the best, no, the worst thing that happened to me in Gothenburg, mm. the best story, the worst uh, thing. <laughs> okay, go on. <laughs> That's what we like to hear. Yeah. <laughs> I was <laughs> I was sitting, signing, and then there comes uh, a lady in her 30s or 40s, but mm. she... I think she had a rough life, so she looked like more like fifty or sixty. Oh, right. And um, and uh, with a wine bottle, she you know, mm-hmm. had some alcohol problems. And so she asked me, uh, "What are you doing?" And I said, "Well, I'm I'm drawing Elvis. Elvis, I don't like that that character." Then I was like, "Okay." Mm-hmm. And then uh, she decided to sit next to me. <laughs> so she said, <laughs> okay. "Move over, so I can sit." And I was like, "Okay." And uh, so she was sitting next to me, and then she said, "Make me a drawing of Elvis." And I was, you know, I was thinking, well, perhaps I should better make this drawing, you know, cute and, and lovely, you know, mm-hmm. something nice for mm-hmm. her, so she won't be aggravated. Okay. Since she since she already doesn't like Elvis, so I, I did Elvis, uh, you know, forming a heart with his hardship uh, with his fingers, yeah, and dedicated to her, and then she. That's when the problems began. You know? Okay. <laughs> because, um. because she loved it. Mm-hmm. And she loved me. And she started <laughs> saying horrendous things to, uh, to ladies that, you know, when there came a lady, you know, who wanted a book signing, it could, could be a, like a, an elderly lady in her 70s, you okay. know, with the, in her Burberry scarf and very. Uh-huh. She said stuff like... Uh, Oh, isn't he tasty? You know, look at him. You know, having him between the sheets. Well, we couldn't have him. We were, you know, we were, and stuff. I was, oh my god! And then finally, uh, after uh, like an hour of nightmare or so, so she said, "Well, I, I gotta leave." And I was like, "Oh, okay." Mm-hmm. And she said, "Can I kiss your hand?" And I said, "No." <laughs> that would, look, you know, I was thinking that that would really be awkward. Mm-hmm. So I said, "No, no, no, no." But you can have a hug, you know, you know, and. And I thought of, you know, a friendly hug, you know, shoulder mm-hmm. to shoulder, yeah, yeah. one shoulder to one shoulder. No. <laughs> and then she... Uh, That's not what happened. No. <laughs> she started kissing me on the neck, like yeah. with her tongue and uh-huh. sucking. Uh-huh. And, uh, and then it was like, it felt like for ages, but I guess it was like for like two or three seconds. Uh-huh. Like this. And then... Bye bye, and I was like stuck there with her saliva on my throat. <laughs> and I guess a big hickey. <laughs> no, not, not a hickey, but really? uh, I could feel my my skin absorb it, and I was like, "Will I be drunk now?" Because she wasn't sober. <laughs> oh shit! Yeah, well, people must have thought she was your assistant, and that was really rude. Yeah, I don't <laughs> know. The, I don't know. The the the. 
But the thing is, you never know what people uh, are going to think or say. I, I remember sure. seeing, um, you know, a, a magazine about celebrities, and there was a, a photo of uh, a celebrity. It was, what's her name? Not Whitney, but Maria Carey. Oh, yeah. And she was signing, mm. and her assistant held a bottle to her mouth so she could drink. Mm. And the text was, <clears throat> look at this diva. She can't even, you know, hold her own drink. <laughs> Yeah. And I remembered a book signing in Stockholm where uh, I was doing nine-hour uh, book signings, mm. nine hours straight. And at the most, uh, I did 1,000 books mm. in nine hours. That's and I was... a lot of time. Yeah, that was, it was crazy. And, you Most know, people don't do that. No, and I, no. Mm. I, it, was, it was, you know, I was doing a drawing in every book and uh, signed it and then a dedication. And uh, and yeah. so uh, I I didn't have a break to eat or drink mm-hmm. unless I wanted the, you know the line to grow to uh, tremendous proportions and mm-hmm. so so someone had to you know feed me you know give mm-hmm. me mm-hmm. and I was eating and drinking while I was uh, drawing and, yeah. and you became eating. Mariah Carey yeah and if <laughs> someone would have taken a photo of me they would say what a douchebag yeah. look at this diva <laughs> yeah he can't even wail <laughs> yeah. So but I, I'm thinking, why don't you have an assistant when you sit, sit to uh, do signings? There should be a person to like forcibly remove this. Yeah, mostly, lady. mostly there's someone taking care of the money, and then oh, yeah, they, yeah, okay, they approach sure. me and I mm-hmm. say, "Hey, how are we doing?" And then small talk, and then it really is uh, it really is fun to to get to meet your audience. Mm. And uh, but I think you have two kinds of uh, signings. You have the ones where uh, it's fun because you you know there's a lot of pressure and a lot of books going out so you know mm. a lot of people are going to read the book mm. and then the, there's the ones when there's not so much people and but that's when you get to talk you know mm. and, mm-hmm. and do and draw something special mm. and so it's fun and uh, it must be more enjoyable than uh, when it's slightly less people yeah yeah mm. to the point well if there's no one then that's horrible <laughs> Uh, that happens to everyone you know, yeah some at some mm. stage mm. it's like yeah i've seen i've seen i never did a signing myself for for books like like that May, only at a release party you know but uh, yeah. i've seen friends sitting like, like yep <laughs> when willie and nuni when nuni and willie were were new i had a book signing at, at the store and uh, it was it was important because it was before christmas a month before christmas and i really wanted it to go well because I didn't want yeah. them to be afraid of uh, taking in the book mm-hmm, for the Christmas mm-hmm, sale. Mm. And so, but uh, Noon and Will were new and we hadn't had the chance to advertise. Mm. So the odds were pretty low that it would be, you know, a rush mm. of people. So I actually called my brother, you know, perhaps I shouldn't say this, but I called him and said, listen, Yoshi, if, if, uh, if I call you mm-hmm. <laughs> or if I text you, uh, bring a few friends and they come over and buy 10 books, okay? Oh, oh. And I'll pay you later from mm. my pocket. Oh, yeah, okay. <laughs> you know, so, mm. the, so that uh, it won't be... Mm. Tra- safety. Tra- yeah, yeah, as a safety net. Mm. So I didn't have to because... Well, it went well, but uh, mm. but it says a, a bit about the pressure you can feel. Yeah, of course, outside. yeah. 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 Well, uh, I think we should wrap this up. Well, it's been great fun. You've been a fantastic, you know... Uh, it's been a fantastic talk, you know. Cool, thank you. Yeah, it started out. I, I was thinking, okay, is this is an in, is this an interview? 
and it felt nah. nothing like it. And then I just mm. realized, no, we're just two friends hanging out, talking. Yeah, yeah. yeah. with an audience. Yeah, with an audience. <laughs> hey, everybody. <laughs> They're <laughs> so not here right now, though. Yeah. Would be cool to do this uh, live, though, at some stage. Well, yeah, yeah. And it was so, you know, I had so much fun talking about uh, acting. That was really nice. Yeah, yeah. cool. Yeah, Getting some insights on, on, the, on the, how do you say craftsman yeah, yeah. Mm. and i'm happy to talk about that stuff and myself because i'm so egotistical <laughs> <laughs> well, where where do people find you uh, online and stuff uh, what are your different uh, social media accounts and such well if they want to see uh, a mix of what i'm doing uh, i think tony kronstam on instagram is mm. a good place and mm. if they want to follow uh Noonie and willie then it, uh, they should uh, tune in on uh, Snip or Snop at uh, their Facebook page. Mm, mm. And if it's for Elvis, then it's Elvis the Comic mm. on Facebook. All right. Cool. All right. Well, uh, thank you so much for having me. Thank you for coming. Great time. Yeah. See ya. See ya. All righty. Thanks for listening and check out next episode when my guest will be producer director Rick Jacobs. And until next time, don't underestimate the children. Fear.